Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Are you frustrated by your typical hunting and fishing magazines? Are you tired of reading content meant for guys up north or in the Midwest? Don't get left behind following the guidance of guys who don't hunt and fish in your home state. Pick up a Great Days Outdoors Magazine subscription and become a better Southern outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors Magazine can be found at your local Barnes & Nobles, Books A Million, Tractor Supply Company, Rule King, Bass Pro Shops, or you can save and buy online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. And brought to you by Bucks Island Marina. At BucksIslands.com, you can check out the full list of inventory from new and used bass, pontoon, bow rider style boats, new and used motors, as well as kayaks for sale. They love trade-ins, which provide a steady stream of used boats. They can rig your boat at their 18 Bay Service Department or ship your new motor anywhere in the United States. They provide boat service on all kinds of boats, even if they weren't purchased from Bucks Island. They have factory trained and certified technicians, so visit them at 4500 Highway 77, Southside, Alabama 35907, or give them a call at 256-442-2588. What's up, guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report. I'm your host, Brian Sand. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Uh, man, I hope y'all been having a great week. Uh, we've actually had some beautiful weather. It's been a little cold, a little chilly out, but it's, it's finally wintertime. Decided to roll in and, and rolled in with a with a vengeance. But the day, yesterday, not too bad, man. Feels good out there. And I uh, know we got some another front rolling through this week. Water temperatures are probably dropping. So I'm excited to hear how that's affecting the fishing around the state. So, hey, let's get right to it. Uh, first segment today, we're going to go up north a little ways to talk to Captain Lee Pitts. Lee, what's going on, my friend? Shoot, man. Hey, we're doing good. And like I said, I believe you nailed it on this cold weather rolling in here on us. Hey, it rolled in finally, didn't it? We didn't think it was ever going to get here. I, I, I think about, about a week and a half ago, I was running my AC. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. And, you know, really? Uh, up here in, in north where we are, we needed this cold weather. Like I said, these old crappie, man, they're, they're cold water fish up here, and uh, and they like it. I mean, it's, it's one of those deals when the weather gets cold and gets just brutal and kind of bitter out here. Man, man, our crappie, they, they love it up here. Dude, now, now, just to let people know, what lake are you mainly crappie fishing on? I, I'm on uh, Weiss and Neely Henry, and it's the first two lakes on our Coosa chain of waters. You know, we're, we're so lucky up here, man. We've got uh, not only Weiss, Neely, Henry, Logan, Martin, Lay, and it goes on down through, you know, Mitchell, Jordan, and on into, you know, down down south. But also up there, you know, we're not too far from Gunnersville and Pickwick and all that. We're fortunate we've got a lot of lakes to choose from up here. Hey, Lee, you know, that's the cool thing about the state of Alabama. And me moving from Mississippi over here about eight years ago, which I'm from Alabama originally. Spent a lot of my adult life in Mississippi, though. In Mississippi, you may have to drive forever to find water because there's not much there. If you if you look at the state of Mississippi, that you take away that Grenada chain right there in the Mississippi River, Ross Barnett Reservoir, that's about it. And uh, it's not easy to access these major lakes like we we're so fortunate in Alabama. You ain't got to go far and you can hit water. 
you know, that's one of the things that so many of the guys that come and see us and visit us, uh, they, they, when they tell us stories about, hey, we got to drive two and a half hours or three hours to try to get to any waterway to go wet a line, man, we're lucky right here. You know, I live right there on Weiss Lake, and, and I drive, uh, I say, you know, Weiss is a 33,000-acre impoundment. We got over 500 miles of shoreline. And then I drive 25 miles down a uh, lake, and I hit Neely Henry, which it, it's a river system there, too, with all kind of oxbows and bays and, and river channels that we can fish. Hey, man, we're lucky right here. We really are. Yeah, we really are, man. And they're, not, and they're gorgeous lakes, too. And we got some beautiful lakes in the state. Hey, well, let's talk about the crappie up there, man. So this is a time of year that, I mean, that water temperature gets cold, and you like it. Yeah. You know what's so crazy? The, the water temperature here, we've seen it for, for the last few years, and it's not everywhere. It's in some of these major creeks, some of the uh, the feeder creeks that come in. This water temperature can be 47, 48, 49 degrees, and these fish will pop up midday in six, seven foot of water. You know, really? we, we, they don't have to move. Yeah, they'll get up shallow in a heartbeat on you here. It's something about that coosa chain that these fish don't mind getting shallow. And even in the cold, you know, we may be out there in that the deeper trough, so that 20, 30 foot of water pulling for them. And, and the fish are, this time of year, they're starting their spring migration routes. They're coming into these creeks. They're coming off that main river. So you can be out there pulling in these troughs, and all of a sudden that sun pops out midday, and these fish will jump up on the edges and get around those old stumps and those brush piles and that cover. And you may be by... One, two, three o'clock in the afternoon, you may be fishing for them in five, six, seven foot of water. But you're right. It makes sense. I mean, if you if you think about it, it makes sense when it warms up. They want to get, you know, they want to move up there to well, the bait fish is going to that warmer water that, when the sun exactly. comes up and they're going to follow them. But let's talk about that. You you said you know dragging or trolling. Is that your main technique in the deep water? Or are you mainly trolling? Well, it, it all depends. You know, we've had through our our fall, we're more of a uh, I call it just that vertical drop in either live bait or we, we love up here, man, we Bobby Garland people up this way. So yeah. we, we love those, uh, Bobby Garland, the miniminders, the slab slayers and, and, uh, baby sheds. And we get out there and we're dropping them down a vertical approach in that 20, 25 foot of water, you know, and, and just trying to beat that brush and beat those, uh, natural stumps that are on that river channel down there and we've got current you know that this is a current oriented waterways that we have here uh that they generate power through these lakes so these fish really really react to when that water kicks on you can fish some of the same places that you fished earlier in the day but all of a sudden that current kicks on and it starts stimulating them fish, and they know, hey, it, it, the, the the dinner's coming. Let's get up there to the buffet. And they get in behind these little eddy spots and on these little breaks and around these big old stumps with the root balls coming out of them. And you can drop that bait down there and, and twitch it around. And, man, I tell you what, we, we really catch some good fish up here in the cold part of the part of the year. Well, and I know Neely Henry is, you know, it's got a reputation for, for great crappie fishing and big crappie on it to boot you know i yeah. know y'all get some good yeah. ones up there are you are you catching quality fish right now I, I know you're catching numbers but are you catching the good fish yeah and, and what's so crazy you talking about neely you know weiss lake we're the only lake around that has a 10 inch limit you know uh, our fish just got to be 10 inches before we can even put him in the bucket but uh neely henry and the lower lakes and things like that they're all nine inch 
But what we're doing now, even at Neely, hey, hey, it don't matter if they're ten or eleven. You know, we're we're catching we're catching good quality fish down there. Neely, we're still catching them more that vertical. Um, I, I call it a drop shot. We're more or less spider rigging out there with that big heavy weight to just kind of manipulate that structure down there and keeping it in front of their face. But we're catching really, really good fish. And plus, you know, they're starting to kind of migrate and get to the mouth of these creeks. So they're setting up where they need to be for us to really have some good catches. Well, uh, walk me through that really quick. Let's back up to what you said about, about you know, a little heavier weight and getting down there and fishing. Let's stay on the deep water for just a second. So, you know, you on the water, you're looking for fish in the deeper water checking your electronics and you find you find fish in in that 20 you know 20 foot feet range somewhere in there in the deeper water how are you rigging this thing to to get down there and keep it on the fish what's the trick there well the biggest thing is a lot of people they don't use heavy enough weight and you don't want that bait to sweep if you've got you want it when you move it you're staying vertical because you've got current that you're working against too and it's pulling it through there the the better contact that you can keep with that bait and you can keep it straight up and down and you're watching that line it's not a real aggressive bite i mean a lot of times these fish they may just kind of that rod that's got a little bow in it with that heavy weight it may straighten out a little bit you know it's not like a bass bite this is a very very aggressive bite that we're looking at and what we want to do the more and sometimes i'm putting a, a an ounce weight on there you know three quarters uh, a half three quarters to an ounce it depends on how much current i'm fooling with but uh i'm doing more or less a, a drop shot deal i'm putting that moglo head on there maybe an eighth or something like that sometimes i'll go double 24s if i can keep a heavy enough bottom weight to let it but 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 i want to really really feel that bait when i'm touching those root balls and those brush tops and this and that that way I can keep that, you know, I, I can touch it with that weight, put it down there and keep that bait right above that structure. And those fish just kind of ease on out and they, and they can't stand it. The longer you keep it in their face, they're going to come out there and kiss it and get a hold of it. So, so you know, how far you will be able to keep it straight. How far above the weight is the jig? About a foot. You know, okay. most time 12 inches, 14 inches, something like that. Okay. Good deal, man. That's, a, that's, that's, that's cool stuff. Do you usually fish with multiple rods at a time when you're out there with clients? I do. And, and it's a thing that, you know, I'm, I'm going through colors and, and I'm a firm believer, man. A lot of people say colors don't matter. Hey, it, it's, you know, with us using that multiple rod deal, you can tell that color does play a big part in it. And we've even had, um, you know, out there in that deeper water where the, the head color makes a difference. You may be throwing the same, bait i may be throwing a, a black chartreuse or something uh, on a minimizer and have an orange head on it and have a blue head on one and you can tell that one head gets bit more than others so, same with our long line you know if i go through a couple schools of fish and one particular color keeps getting bit hey all of a sudden i swap that color over to everything and when i roll through there every rod in the boat goes down absolutely yeah you ain't, you you got no sense to know if they hitting one let's put a bunch of them on there yeah, yeah, like I said, if that's what they want, hey, yeah, we'll I'll give drag it a hot dog wing if that's what they want. That's exactly right. We'll give it to them. <laughs> <laughs> that's good but, stuff, uh, man. But when that water temperature starts to, you know, get get up in the day, noon, one, two, three o'clock, and it's that sunny day, are, are you noticing, hey, the fish aren't in the deeper water anymore, we're not seeing them on the grass as much, let's go try up shallow, and you find them there, 
I mean, how do you go about knowing when to pull off one going to the other? It's more of a, a, a search kind of deal through the day. All of a sudden, you know, it slows down. And like I said, sometimes if they stay out there deep on me, hey, we're not leaving them. But the bite slows down and you're moving a little bit and you're getting out there trying to search a little. And, and what I try to do is I tell everybody that they'll, they'll look at me sometimes with my boat because they said, Hey man, you, you're, you're going this way. Then you go back the other way. Uh, are you having trouble? I said, no, what I'm doing, I'm trying to snake that edge. I'll get up on the high side a little bit then I'll fall back down off of it. And I'll get back on that high side. And you can see as that bait moves, those fish are going to move with them. And normally the fish that get up in that shallower water, you don't have to fish them quite as hard because they're getting up there shallow because they want to eat. They're feeding. That's right. They're active fish. There you go. Hey, what about you? You mentioned yeah. Logan Martin a while ago. And, I, you know, I never talked with anybody about crappie fishing Logan. And do you, how is it compared to some of the other lakes that you're fishing? Well, our, our whole Coosa chain, we're blessed because it, it's Logan Martin has got a great, great, abundance of, of white and black crappie down that way and and i've got a buddy of mine he he fishes down there at logan a whole lot and, and he'll call me when it's really happening down there and uh it, it's just one of those deals that you know you can you can move around from these lakes and go from the top of the chain all the way through the bottom and man the the coosa chain of waterways is full of crappie man i'm gonna have to I, when you come down sometime to logan you got to let me know because I want you to teach me how to fish and catch some crappie on that lake. It ain't but 20 minutes from my house, so I need to take advantage okay, of that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Man, so, that'd be great. Like I said, I like seeing different I like seeing different trees and water every now and then. You know right. what I mean? I like, that's right. I like to get out and see something a little different. Well, hey, if you're going to give people, you know, we love to do a tip of the day on here. If somebody's going to crappie fish on the Coosa chain, what would your tip be for today? You know, right now what I'm looking at is the uh, the the major tributaries that are coming into the main lake. You know, some of your bigger creeks. I'd start there and and get in it. And there's still some fish out there on the main river. You know, when you're working that uh, the main river channel out there on that brush. But some of these fish here, they've already started that that migration going towards those springtime creeks, feeding up and getting ready to start doing their thing. So usually. You know, when it gets this time of year, these fish start getting in the mouths of these creeks and the deeper creeks that come in. Don't be afraid to get up there shallow. I mean, don't don't think nobody's going to laugh at you because around here, these old fish will jump up there quick. That's a great tip, Lee. Hey, man, we appreciate it, buddy. Love having you on here. You do a credible job on these things. And uh, I always look forward to having you on. If somebody wants to come up and go fishing with you, got a question, want to ask you, what, what's the best way for them to contact you? Yeah, the best way, man, I, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a button pusher. I'm not a computer guy. You can call me, like I said, I'm Lee Pitts Outdoors. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, but also you can call me at 256-390-4145. Good stuff, Lee. Hey, y'all reach out, give Lee a call, book a trip with him. You won't regret it. I guarantee you. Hey, Lee, the, the sun's going down, bro, and you got to go get in a tree. Hey, I'm, I'm on a run right now. I'm getting right, to man. it. Good luck to you. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. All right, guys, let's take a few minutes and hear from some of this week's sponsors. For Alabama freshwater anglers, you'll want to check out these awesome tournaments. Have you ever had a chance to catch a million-dollar fish? Did you know that beginning in April, there will be not one but two million-dollar bass swimming in Alabama's lakes? OGS Bass Fishing Tournaments will host Crank for Bank, powered by Fishing Chaos, on Wheeler Lakes as well as Lake Martin. 
So how do you get 400 bass to tag? You hold fishing tournaments. The first event in the OGS Wheeler Lake Fishing Tournament is held at Ingalls Harbor on January 29th, 2022. Fish caught at this event will be tagged and distributed around Wheeler Lake for the Crank for Bank event. The winning team and the highest placing Fishing Chaos subscriber will win free entries to Crank for Bank Lake of their choice. So help us help you win a million dollars by fishing the OGS Lake Wheeler Fishing Tournament January 29th, 2022. For more information, download the Fishing Chaos app or contact Jesse Wilson at 256-508-1853. And brought to you by... Boaters List is your new reliable and fast resource designed to link everyone to everything on the water. If you own or run a boat, you know how difficult it can be to find the right company for the task at hand. Boaters List makes it easy to find the service you're looking for. Locate anything from fuel docks to service repairs or rentals of large yachts or even paddle boats and all things in between at boaterslist.com. They will always strive to make it better on the water. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Hey, y'all, man, great, great first segment. Uh, Man, you're talking about a guy that knows his crappie fishing. uh, Captain Lee knows it up there on Weiss and Neely Henry. So, uh... Definitely reach out and give him a call. Hey, let's let's go down south. Let's go to Ufala and uh, one of my favorite callers that we have on the show, Clayton. What's going on, my friend? Popping everything Bass over from uh, popping everything over from deer hunting to fishing now. Hey, man, listeners, let me tell y'all something. Clayton may not even want me to talk about it, but he probably like me probably don't mind. This dude just killed a freaking stud down there. I'm talking about a stud. Uh, what a 160 class deer uh and one, I, and I just shot it so it's, it was right at 160 but they still got to do the drying period and you know get a full measure and everything yeah but what you were just telling me before we started recording i mean I, that's probably going to be one of the top definitely probably one of the top 10 in the county if if not top five i mean that's a it that's will a freaking be beast man and uh he was through rutting and he was just cruising <laughs> It was cruising and trying to feed back up for after the rut. And I just, I had him, it took me a week and I patterned him and I snuck back in there and I shot him to about the minute of the first time he came out in daylight. Good. Exactly a week later on that moon phase. Now, is that your biggest ever? Yes. Yeah. I shot some one, like 120, 130s, you know, which are pretty good deer around here. Sure. I've shot one that was a double tined, but. That's by far the biggest one I ever killed. Man, congratulations, buddy. Ain't ain't nothing. Hey, we all love to talk about this fishing and and uh it's fun to catch those nine pound bass or ten pound bass every now and then too, but they just ain't nothing like killing a big monster buck. I mean, you you know, when you kill something special like that, they, they I don't know of anything that'll compare to it. It's just on it's there's, a different deal. There's there's two things that gets my heart pumping like that. One of them is shooting a big buck like that, watching them come in, and the whole chase behind it. That's right. And the other thing is sight fishing a big female on the bed, and it kind of goes with the hunting and chasing of that, too. It's just something about working a big fish on the bed, knowing you're firing her up and she's about to eat. Those two things, those are probably the two things that gets my heart going more than anything. Well, I'm going to tell you, man, and there's a lot of, and, and I know I'm staying on, on deer hunting just for a second here on on our fishing podcast, but you, you see a lot of big deer get killed 
uh, in different places around Alabama or, or, or wherever it may be. And the, the guy that kills it, he, he, he's like, man, that's the first time I ever seen that deer. I didn't, I didn't know that deer was around and I, I just had to be in the right place at the right time. And a lot of times that's what it is, but I've had the opportunity my, my biggest deer I killed in Alabama, it was a situation kind of like you had where you, uh, you, you knew the deer was there. You either had pictures of it or had seen him, you patterned him, you worked him. And it's just so much more rewarding when you're fortunate enough for all that to come together and you be able to kill the specific deer that you're hunting. It's just special. And I think that's the hardest thing in hunting is go hunt one deer because, I mean, a lot of times, I mean, I was sitting up there. I mean, I'd see, you know, good bucks, but it wasn't the one I was after. And I knew if I shot one of those, the chances of him, you know, bloodying up the area, getting sent all in there, my chances of shooting that one I was after, you know, it'd go down drastically. Yeah. So, I mean, it. you just keep sitting and putting in the time and, you know, eventually, you, just, you know, pray the good Lord that he'll line the stars up for you and you'll get a shot at him. Well, he obviously lined them up for you, brother. So congratulations on the big deer. Hey, let's talk about fishing just for a minute. I know you've been deer hunting a lot, but I know you, you, you've still been in the boat setting the hook on some of these fish too. So what's going on in you follow right now with the bass? I have actually, I got the boat hooked up right now. I got trips lined up next week. I got to go get my boat wrapped. I just got back from Texas. I shot, actually, I shot that deer and I left the next day to go to Texas and for practicing for a pro circuit tournament out there then on you follow some uh the water level it's up a little bit right now which is the kind of the way i like it this time of year i mean you know i like to fish offshore but it's something about those january february months when they get up there on the bank they get up there the big ones do and you don't get as many bites in the day but i mean you're fishing for you know those four to six pound fish swimming a jig spinnerbait flipping a little bit depending on your water clarity it's setting up right right now for the way that I like to fish in January, February. Yeah. And that's it. You know, I had somebody else telling me that the other day is, is that, you know, that they were, you know, courts catching fish on the ledges and stuff like that. Traditional, maybe wintertime type pattern, but, but it seemed like the shallower bite for whatever reason was better this year than it's been in past years. And they were catching really quality fish right now in, you know, what we would consider more of a, a shallower bite than a deep water bite. <clears throat> this time of year, if you follow, it depends your shallow water bite all year. And especially this time of year, you know how we get the rains and all that, that lake muddies up and it comes up. Those fish go to the bank. You can't catch them offshore. You might catch one here or there, but it's too muddy out there. That's where reason my focus goes more to the bank than staying offshore is water clarity. Right. I mean, if they can't see or anything out there and they don't like that mud on their gills and the current coming down, they're going to go to the bank. And there's a whole lot clearer up there in that grass, around the reeds. Anywhere you get on that, some of that little flooded stuff, it just gets a whole lot clearer back there. Yeah, that makes total sense, man. That makes total sense. So when it, when you got some big rains, like like we've had some good rains lately, got some more coming in this weekend, that main river channel that's what's getting the muddiest because it's bringing all that water down from the from the river up north of it it's muddying that up but those edges and those creek like you said those creek channels back in them pockets that's where the clear water is Makes right sense. at any time like i like the fish i try to stay on the main body as much as i can 
just because guiding and especially like I mean the tournaments I fish, they're a four day tournament. Like if you find fish that are way back in a creek, more than likely those are resident fish. When I try to find them like that, I try to find them a lot like, and they might be at the mouths of the creeks, but I try to find it more towards the main body where it replenishes more frequently than way back in. That makes total sense. So, uh, so when you're fishing the bike, you're trying to stay, you're targeting a specific type areas when you're going, when you're fishing the bike, uh, and, and the shallow water, and you're trying to stay closer to the main channel. Uh, cause you know, those fish are going in and back and forth out of there. And like you said, it kind of, kind of replenishes a little more than maybe some of those bikes that are back a little further away from the main channel. Right. What are you mainly fishing with? I'm swimming a jig, um, throwing a chatterbait, spinnerbait. If the water clarity is pretty good back there and it gets back in, you know, back up in the grass and the reeds and all that stuff all back in there. I mean, I'm punching, I'm power fishing, nothing finesse up there right now. I mean, I got 65 pound power pro tied on everything and you just go to work. Does color seem to matter? Uh, I mean, I stick, I try not to vary my colors on anything I throw too much. I mean, right now I'm throwing black and blue or some form of white. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Well, Hey, tip of the day. Somebody's going to come down there to you follow, try to fish this weekend. What's your tip? If you think you're fishing too shallow, go shallower. That's a heck of a tip, man. I mean, a little get bit up there. If your trolling motor's dragging, your motor's trimmed up. That's where you want to be fishing. Clayton, great tip. Hey, if somebody wants to get a hold to you, man, come down there and, and book a trip with you, uh, whether it's to go fishing or whether it's to book a trip to learn how to utilize their electronics better. I know you're doing an incredible job at that as well. What's the best way for them to contact you? Yeah, you look me up on Facebook, Lake You Fall Fishing Guy, Clayton Bats, or my website, lakeyoufallfishingguide.com. Or they can just give me a call, 334-310-8338. Good deal, Clayton. Hey, man, we appreciate it. And I always love having you on and appreciate you, brother. You do a great job on here. So thank you for being a part of the show. And we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. No problem. I appreciate good, y'all. Good luck out there in Texas, man. Let me know how you do. Thank you. We'll do. All right, buddy. See you later. Thank you. All right, guys, that'll wrap up segment number two. Y'all take just a few minutes and listen to some more of our sponsors for this week. MB Ranch King hunting blinds and feeders are built to last right here in the USA. With durability and convenience in mind, MB Ranch King's maintenance-free blinds are built and constructed with high-grade steel and come in a variety of sizes to meet any hunter's needs. We also offer high-quality, easy-to-use corn and protein feeders that can be filled with both feet on the ground. Call Kevin today for more information or get a quote at 205 205- 807-2937. MB Ranch King, built in the pursuit of perfection. And brought to you by Fish Bites. Whether you're hitting the sand with set rigs using the traditional scent strips for Papano or fishing the flats or marshes for speckled trout, redfish or flounder, Fish Bites has something for you. Family owned and operated in St. Augustine, Florida, they pride themselves on making reliable, consistent fishing products for anglers of all ages around the world. Fish bites, baits, and lures are made with pride in the Sunshine State, USA. Check out the full line of scented saltwater and freshwater baits at fishbites.com. All right, guys, welcome back. Great first segment and second segment. Went from up north on the on the Coosa chain and from from Weiss and Neely Henry down to Eufaula. 
And, uh, man, let's go right back up north again to the Tennessee River chain with one of my favorite guests on here, Alex Davis. Alex, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just trying to just trying to get back into the swing of things and get 2022 rolling. I hear you. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm in full, actual, full swing of getting ready. I'm trying to get uh, my new boat done, and it's not just – I think – People say, man, that must be awesome being a professional fisherman. They just, they give you them boats. I wish they gave them to me, but they come, nothing is on them. They they come, nothing's rigged. So I'm in the process. I'm actually in Tennessee right now going and getting graphs and picking up graph mounts. So it's it's always something. Oh, man. Hey, well, you're getting it ready. Tournament season for you is about to start. I know know you just relayed to me that you're going to be going out to, uh, to Rayburn here soon. When's that tournament? I actually leave uh, next Saturday, not this Saturday, but I leave next Saturday. So I got about nine days, and I have to get a boat rigged. I got to get tackle ready. I got to break it in, and then uh, get to head to Texas next Saturday, and hopefully catch catch some of them famous Rayburn monsters that they have. Well, they got them. There ain't no doubt about that. Me and you both know it, and uh, it's a fun lake to fish too. I've never fished it this time of year. I've always fished it when the hydrilla was up, and and, uh, so, I, I, you know, or, or in the spring when you, when you can fish that, that buck brush and, uh, all that brush that they have down there. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see how you guys do down there. Well, let's talk about the Tennessee river, man. Let's talk about Gunnersville. You've been fishing, uh, is Gunnersville where you fish lately? I've been, I actually went to Jordan last week and had ABT. I'd rather not speak of that lake. It's a dirty <laughs> word to me right now. Um, I have fished Gunnersville a little bit and it's actually, surprisingly good it's just not what you would think uh it kind of we kind of hit a winter pattern there a few weeks ago and i was thinking man good you know they're setting up like they do winter and then we got a a warm snap it's finally cold now but it it got warm again water temperature went up to like 57 and actually the fish went shallow and it's kind of unheard of to be late december early january but the fish actually pulled up and was feeding in one to three foot, catching on a chatterbait, uh, you know, a trap style bait. And then now all of a sudden we're just getting hit. I think we're supposed to have some snow this weekend. So I'm yep. sure it'll push it, push them back to where they're supposed to be. But right now, if I was to go, I'd fish shallow, which is not something I normally would say. Well, it's funny, you know, I, I've heard from some other people on here lately that it's the same kind of thing. It's like, you know, the fish moved out, they got on their winter pattern, but they're like, man, more than any year that we can remember, the fish moved up really quick and 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 got really shallow, like as shallow as you can get. They, uh, the fish were there and, and good quality fish on top of that. But like you said, it'll be interesting to see, you know, y'all got some major winter weather coming through this weekend. It'll be anxious to see how it affects it. And, and I'm sure they'll probably, it, you would think they would move back out anyway. Yeah, you would think I like I said this year I've almost given up on the uh I've given up on the fact the fish that have a plan. I don't think they have a plan at all. They just kinda of do whatever they want. It gets warm, they go shallow real fast. So it's been different, but uh, as long as you're willing to adjust and adapt a little bit, you can kinda of pick back up on them real fast. Yeah, absolutely. So when you're you know, fishing lately and the fish have moved up, is there 
a certain type of area at Gunnersville that you're trying to, I mean, when you're thinking about, are, are you staying closer to the deep water? Or are you, or are you getting back like into pockets and, and, and way back into, you know, creeks and pockets? Well, uh, right now, actually it's wherever you was catching them about a month ago, which was more like right there on the grass edges. All they've really done is just pushed up shallower. Um, so if you was, you know, if you was catching them in the kind of like, uh, in a pocket area, more at the mouth of the pocket, they've literally just pushed into the back of the pockets. And if you fished more humps, um, and lo- bigger flats, all they've really done is just, uh, pushed right up shallow. So they're really not moving far distances, but they have, uh, they're just moved shallow. So it, it, they're really easy to keep up with. Like I said, they're not moving far distances. They're just moving in depth. Yeah, that makes sense. And right now you're fishing chatterbaits, swim baits, swim jigs, that kind of stuff. Yeah, mainly just chatterbaits and uh, like chatterbaits and then uh, trap style baits, you know, rattle traps, XR50s. Uh, Jackal makes like a TN60 and TN70. So more just trap style bait. You, you notice a difference with, with different colors right now? Um, red started playing because we got some dirty water with rain. So red started to be a factor, but. Before it was shad, so it really depends on the water clarity. You know, if you got clear water, you know, shad style baits. If you got dirty water, still more the red. Good deal. Good deal. Well, I don't know if I've ever even asked you this on the show before, as many times as you've been on here, but what's your favorite pattern? I mean, is there is there a particular are you do you kind of hang your hat on? Hey, I, I'm a guy that loves fishing shallow. I just soon never fish anywhere but shallow. Or do you are you more of an offshore guy? Or are you just wherever the fish want to be? That's where I'll go. I, yeah, I'm more of a, I really don't care. I, I have no preference. I would rather fish offshore grass, but it doesn't matter if, if it's uh, 50 yards off the bank or a quarter mile off the bank. Uh, I, I, wherever they want to live, that's where I'll, I just like catching fish. You just like catching fish. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. What do you, what do you think your game plan is going to be for uh, Rayburn? The, the pretty much the exact same way I fish Gunnersville right now. Um, Chatterbaits, uh, vibrating jigs up shallow. I mean, that, it, they, it's got hydrilla in it. So I, that's my plan. The plans always seem to change, but that that's my game plan. Does the hydrilla, does it stay like in the wintertime like it is now? Does the, the hydrilla still stay up there or does it kind of fall back? Yeah, yeah it, it, no, it, it's still the same way. It'll just be a little it's submerged so it's on top but it's just like gunnersville used to be when we had hydrilla um rayburn is identical so it kind of makes me feel at ease when i go there it's really it's actually really nice just because it's kind of like you're at home so I'll, I'll do the same thing colors will be the same uh i'll look in the same areas you know start at the deepest grass i can find and kind of work your way back on in pockets or in creeks and just wherever the wherever the fish bite that's kind of they'd let you know where they're going to be you, you know, last question and, and, and we'll let you go, but you know, when you, when you talk about, you know, like, well, you, you, you make the statement, you know, hydrilla like we used to have in Gunnersville, is there no hydrilla at all there anymore? Or is it just sparse or well, what happened it, to the it, hydrilla? Eelgrass took over a lot of it. Um, biologists say that eelgrass thrives in dirtier water with more current where hydrilla actually thrives with clear water and less current. And we had about three or four years in a row with flooding and the, the water got really muddy and we had a lot of current with flooding conditions. So that's when the eelgrass actually took over 
it grew where hydrilla wasn't gonna grow uh, where hydrilla usually would grow but now all of a sudden it's it's muddy and it's it's got a lot of current so it doesn't really take off as well that's where the eelgrass thrives at so virtually all we've had is the the water conditions have not been good for hydrilla to grow where they have been good for eelgrass so eelgrass actually took over and now we're actually having better conditions for hydrilla to come back so i'd say there is places that's got hydrilla in the lake it will come back at some day i don't know when that day is it could be next year it could be two years from now only time will tell and mother nature well you explained that really well i haven't had anybody explain that to me so so thank you for that well hey if you're gonna give a tip of the day for somebody coming up to to the tennessee river to gunnersville this weekend i want to go fishing what is uh, what tip would you give them uh, I, I would say slide up a little shallower than what you're probably thinking. Uh, the, the you know the warmer weather we've had's made them go shallow. We're fixing to get a shot of cold, but this will be the last warm shot we have. So my tip would be go a little shallower than what you're probably thinking. Good tip, man. Hey, I appreciate it. Uh, if somebody wants to book a trip with you, uh, what's the best way for them to contact you, Alex? Uh, give me a phone call or shoot me a text at 256-298-1178, or you can look me up on Facebook or Instagram, Alex Davis Fishing. Send me a message on there. Well, y'all give Alex a call. I uh, think y'all, if, if you listen to him on the show, you know the guy is a pleasure to be around and knows how to catch fish. Uh, not only are you going to catch some fish, but you're going to learn a ton from him at the same time. Hey, good luck in Raber, man. Get your boat rigged out and get down there and put it on him now. Well, I'm going to try. Hopefully our next report, I'm $100,000 richer. That's what I'm talking about. I can't wait to hear it. I can't wait to hear it. I, I got faith in you. Go get them, buddy. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Look forward to talking to you again soon. All right. Thank you. All right, guys, take a little break and I hear from some more sponsors. The hunting exchange. In this day and age, we all know it's a struggle to sell hunting equipment on large social media platforms. And that's where the hunting exchange steps in. Hunting Exchange is an app for iOS and Android that gives you a one-stop shop to buy and sell your hunting gear. Whether you're looking to sell your bow, broadheads, technical apparel, stands, saddles, or anything in between, this secure platform allows you to buy and sell gear with confidence. As a buyer, each dollar you spend is insured by PayPal, and as a seller, there are no hidden charges like other platforms, and listing items are also free. Gone are the days of having listings removed from Facebook and worrying about being banned and removed from groups for wanting to sell something as simple as your bow or a knife. So head on over to the App Store or Google Play and experience a new hassle-free way to buy and sell hunting gear by downloading the Hunting Exchange app today. And brought to you by... Photonist Defense is proud to offer the PD Pro line of night vision systems. The PD Pro series is the world's smallest and lightest night vision goggles built around the Photonist 16mm filmless 4G image intensifier tubes and our hybrid filmless 18mm image intensifier tubes. These ultralight, ultra-compact night vision systems deliver the cleanest image, best resolution, smallest, most transparent halo, and best overall performance and function of any night vision system available. The PD Pro line consists of the PD Pro M 16mm monocular, the PD Pro B 16mm binocular, and the PD Pro Q panoramic night vision system. Photonist Defense, Masters of Darkness. And brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. 
Hey guys, if you're fortunate enough to own a lake or a pond, then I know you want to get the most out of it as possible. We all want to manage and grow big deer on our place, so why not grow the biggest, most healthy fish possible as well? Give Norman a call at Southeastern Pond Management at 205-288-1371 or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com and they do an incredible job around the state of Alabama and the Georgia, Tennessee. So if you're thinking about building a lake, if you're thinking about redoing an existing pond or lake that you have, restocking, fertilizing, liming, these guys do it all and they do it well. It's what they do for a living. So they're really good at it. And brought to you by Fish Bites, ready to go when you are, regardless of when you're ready to go fishing. This bait stays on the hook and the fish stay on the bait. Check them out, fishbites.com. All right, guys. Great show today. Uh, sounds like the fish are, are biting. I mean, hey, it's, uh, you know, we say on here all the time, we, we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. It don't sound too ugly right now. People are catching fish and some quality fish. Fish seems to be that the fish uh, from Ufall all the way to Gunnersville have moved up shallower. Uh, even talked about that a little bit with the crappie about how they're they're coming up shallower than than what you may expect this time of year. So go get you that uh the some some shallower base. Get out there and beat the banks a little bit. And uh, sound like chatterbait is one of the ones that's doing really good right now. Um, so hey guys, get out there this weekend and enjoy the weather before this cold front and and the rain comes through late this weekend sounds like about sunday now but that's going to be a wrap for this week's show guys if you're enjoying the podcast please take a few minutes to subscribe rate and leave us a review wherever you listen and if you'd like us to email you the podcast hey we'd love to do that all you got to do is text the word fishing to 314-665-1767 and we will email you the show each and every week we make it easy for you hey guys that's gonna be a wrap y'all stay safe on the water out there enjoy alabama and the natural resources that we have and we'll talk to y'all again soon this week's alabama freshwater fishing report has been brought to you by hilton's real-time navigator bringing you the highest quality online satellite fishing charts since 2004 check it out at hiltonsoffshore.com and brought to you by the Alabama Marine Resources Division reminds all recreational anglers possessing great trigger fish, greater amberjack, or red snapper that they must report these fish through Snapper Check before they land in Alabama. For more information about Snapper Check, please visit OutdoorsAlabama.com. And by OutdoorAlabama.com. That's where I learned the basics of how to hunt and fish, including what's in season and which license to buy. Learn more at OutdoorAlabama.com. Go hunt, go fish, get outdoors. This message was brought to you by the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. And brought to you by Hilton's Real-Time Navigator. And brought to you by, and by, Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Become a better southern hunter and angler and pick up your copy today wherever fine magazines are sold or save a bundle online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. And by, Mustad Fishing. One in four hooks in the world is made by Mustad Fishing. See why they're the best-selling hook brand in the world and enjoy 25% off your next order at mustad-fishing fishing.com by using code great days 
at checkout. And brought to you by Brian Sandwin National Land Realty. You already trust me with your fishing report, so trust me to help you find or sell that next piece of property as well. Give me a call at 601-383-2344.